I realize now we're going to have to delete this because that came out in 2001. Uh, mm. Was mm. it like... I was going to... Was it uh, maybe theatrically released but... in 2001? Is that it? Every single list I've looked up said 2000, but I'm on IMDb right now and it says May 25th. Here's the thing. In the Oscars, it was going up against 2001 movies. The 2002 yeah, Oscars. So, yeah. all right. I guess... We'll cut all that because I'm a fool. <laughs> all right. I was like, on Letterbox, I didn't know when it came out, but it but... sounded odd. Guys, I'm about to blow your minds because I've got an even better drama one. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Don't lie to me. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Kenneth Jackson. I'm an actor from Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm Trey Riley. I'm a writer director from Charlotte, North Carolina. And this is Cinevibes. Welcome to a special episode of Cine Vibes. We are excited about this one and have been planning it for quite some time. We're going to have what we're calling a fantasy movie draft. And we completely ripped this off from someone else, another podcast that we really uh, like to listen to, but it doesn't matter because it should be fun. And I'll break down the rules, but beforehand, I want to introduce the people that will be in the draft with us. Myself, obviously. My man, Kenneth. What's up? Gavin. Hello. And Graham. Hello. You've obviously met Gavin on a previous episode. And Graham is his brother and also a movie buff and probably going to beat all of us. So. <laughs> You're too kind. <laughs> it's pretty simple. We already picked who's going in what order using a snake draft kind of setup and all we're going to do is select from six different categories and everyone's going to get to pick each category and move on from there. What we're doing, though, is starting in the year 2000 when I think I'm the oldest. I was eight. <laughs> so this will be interesting because I don't know if we... I was three. ...are qualified for this, but we're going to try it anyways. So the categories are number one, drama. Pretty straightforward. Two, comedy horror. Always an interesting category. Three, blockbuster slash epic. The only thing there is that it has to be at least a $100 million budget adjusted for inflation, yada, yada, yada. Four, animated. I'm going to never get that one. Five, sci-fi, adventure, or fantasy. Pretty wide. And six is a wild card. So whatever you want to pick. Anything goes. And the idea here is not to pick the Oscar films. It's to pick what you guys are going to vote for. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to be deciding who wins this thing. Mm-hmm. So, enough out of me. I think we're going to jump into it. The order is Gavin, then Kenneth, then Graham, and then myself. So, we're going to jump into it and kick it off, Gavin. I I will, yeah. So I'm going to start things off with the best movie of the year 2000, but in the category of blockbuster. And I'm going with Gladiator. Mm. Mm. With a budget of $103 million. It was the third highest grossing film that year. Uh, Had $187 million, I think, something like that. Maybe more. 
But uh, yeah, it's like my favorite movie of all time. Um, I knew you were gonna pick that. Yeah, it's it's like my favorite movie of all time. But instead of going with like action adventure or drama, which it could be in either of those, I went with the more, in my opinion, trickier blockbuster category, mm-hmm. while still getting the best movie of the year. Mm. <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> nice. Um. Now for my pick, I'm gonna go. So this will be on air, but are we jumping around between categories, or are we? All, I was gonna go with blockbuster, blockbuster as well. Um, yeah, I mean with it, the precedent set. Because the whole idea is it's strategy. Like if I do drama, you do drama, he does drama. Like mm-hmm. the idea is that you like for instance, if we had foreign film and mm-hmm. there was like one good foreign film that year, like I'm taking that first. That way, you guys are screwed. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's See what I'm fine. saying? Yes. Yeah. I just want to make sure I knew what we were doing. Yeah. Sweet. Well, Carry I mean, on. I think, again, uh, the big picture does that. But yeah, if you guys are good with that, then that's how we'll do it. Your name. Okay. Them. So we're we're jumping around. <laughs> if that's how they do it, then that's how we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to clarify, we're going to be in all categories. So just state the category like Gavin did and mm-hmm. your pick and. I guess the idea is to crush everyone's soul. Yes. Okay. I'm burying you. (laughs) All right. Well, with that newfound knowledge, I'm going to move on to the comedy pick. Kind of shuffling papers around. I'm like, my mind is running at a million miles an hour trying to figure out what I'm going to say next. Um, Comedy pick, I'm going to go with that one because I feel scared that that one may be taken. Um... There's so and many I, good ones, bro. I There were actually quite a few good ones. Uh, but the one that I came out with was, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm. Chose that one just because I'm going for the hearts of all I watched you that last night, listeners. Man. It's so good. <laughs> it's so, so, so good. good. And just, uh, I love the Coen brothers and how they had used that story. Uh, to also coincide with uh, <laughs> uh, with the uh, Iliad and Odyssey, the Odyssey, like how they intertwine that with the writing of that script, I thought was fantastic. And also, I'm just trying to get some nostalgia trip out of everybody listening. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very Wizard of Oz movie, like the yes. Coen Brothers Wizard of Oz. Mm. Oh yeah, what was the technical achievement with that? Like the first color graded. Like film to digital or something like that. The yeah, Wizard of Oz. Something. Uh, or no, about the, not the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, digital like color correcting basically was the oh, first yeah, movie yeah. to basically cool. do color correcting. It was different, called different, something different, but uh, that was it, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Nice. See, that's why we got Graham here. <laughs> Graham he knows all. These things. Nice. Speaking so, of Graham, I'm next. Yeah, I'm so glad you didn't. So. We can do whatever, I guess. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm doing this. So I can just pick whatever, right? We can... Parasite. <laughs> right. <laughs> Year 2000 and not picked yet, but yes. Uh, Sci-fi adventure fantasy. Okay. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Ah. Mm. Dope. Now that also Solid. falls into other, a couple other categories, but I'm going to just take that one. <laughs> Because that that was nice. my top seed. Yeah, I watched this recently. Right. Ma- amazing, total like totally amazing. Like um, one of the best 
action films I've ever seen. Yeah. And Ang Lee was snubbed for sure. <laughs> I got to go back and watch it. Please do. You'll fall in love all over again. I will not regret it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, really enjoy that movie a lot as well. So that's a solid pick. All right. I am going to jump over into Blockbuster because I was actually worried that I would not get this one. So pretty excited for my Blockbuster pick, Mission Impossible 2. Ah. Wow. What? Okay. okay. Wow. Defend yourself. Highest, highest grossing movie of the year. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not the obviously best film in that series. I would argue probably the last one that just came out was the best one other than maybe the original. Mm-hmm. But um, it's fun. It's an action movie. It's all the reasons you go to the theater. It has dubs. And what's that? <laughs> it has dubs. Lots and yes. lots of dubs. So easy pick for me. Mission Impossible 2. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, actually, or at least on my website, it's right behind a certain Christmas movie. But mm. yeah, still a top three blockbuster in terms of mm-hmm. total gross. Great pick. Ooh, this is tough now. I think I'm going to go drama here because I really, I just saw this movie recently and it kind of blew my mind just from the performances given, mainly from the lead actress, Julia Roberts. Mm. So we're going to go with Aaron Brockovich for drama. <laughs> nice. I can't say much about this. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's a Soderbergh film. I think it won some awards. I don't know which one. She won. Because Gavin mentioned, you know, Gladiator kind of swept. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a great film. Highly recommend it. Just like a, It's an interesting story. Mm-hmm. It's a real story, so those are always cool to kind of see the person behind the the actor there. So yeah. yeah, I saw that Julia Roberts had won for Best Actress or the uh, Oscar mm-hmm. for that, and I was like, I gotta yeah. gotta get my I gotta watch that at some point. Yeah, absolutely. So you went with that for drama over like comedy. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to make sure that we don't double book our categories here mm-hmm. so that and puts keeping you're keeping tabs as well awesome well, look at you i'm not going to show you mine mm-hmm. well that's not my list that's just what everyone else is picking gotcha i wouldn't show you my list <laughs> are you crazy i'm not going to show you behind the scenes how dare you <laughs> this is mine my list is trash okay my category is comedy horror which is interesting that they're together american psycho you Gosh, jerk i knew wow. you were gonna do that i wow. hate you I knew Dude, somebody would take that. This movie is also amazing. It has arguably the best performance, uh, male lead performance of this, like of, of the year, definitely, definitely probably the year, uh, decade. Mm-hmm. I have to watch more movies, but oh my <laughs> gosh, there's this a level of control, and he just, Christian Bale just knows what movie he's making. Right. It's just it's amazing, and funny yeah. enough. The actors thought he was doing a terrible job. Like recently, Josh Lucas said, "Like we were making fun of you, man. Like they had no idea what he was doing was incredible." And I just, mm-hmm. I really commend Bale for going for it, and obviously the director, right. Mary Heron, mm-hmm. for just killing it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. my favorite performance, and he's one of the best actors in the world. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I'm bummed. 
I didn't get that Two pick. decades <laughs> later, people still talk about it. So oh, yeah. That's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. All right. Um, honestly, I, I don't know if I'm too concerned with my picks being taken out. I'm going more for, like, the viewers' nostalgia trip. Um, so I'm going to move on to the blockbuster category, and I'm going okay. to go with Gone in 60 Seconds. I watched that today, man. Gone in 60 seconds. It's got to be. Honestly, it's so fun. Nick Cage. I mean, come on. What else do you need? Nick Cage is enough to draw you in. And then um, it is just as someone who grew up, like uh, my parents, they loved that movie. So I would see it quite a lot whenever it was on like movie channels or something like that. Which was like every day. (laughs) Yeah. Some channel it was on. Yeah. FX, definitely. FX probably most likely that was um, so I would watch that anytime it came on and it it just takes me back so I'm going with Gone in 60 Seconds for my blockbuster nice. solid is that me <laughs> oh, yes yeah. sir alright so it's my turn and I have got a lot of good movies here it was a good year I'm going to go drama and I'm going to go with the crazy madman himself, Mel Gibson in The Patriot. Mm, <laughs> yes. That's a good one. Also Patriot. <laughs> yeah, it is true. Yeah. It's uh that movie never gets old to me. It's a, it's a family staple. We watch it like every July fourth. Uh that's not true at all, but I love watching that movie. <laughs> um it's got great performances. Heath Ledger uh is great in that film, oh, yeah. Jason Isaacs. And uh I just I just love that movie and it makes me feel proud uh to be able to watch movies. Honestly, like I don't know where I saw The Patriot, but it's just been stuck in my mind like in the back. It's in like a dusty corner that just every now and then I'll remember a scene from there or if like I hear somebody talking about it, I just have this like, wasn't there a, uh, a, a meme that was made of Mel Gibson running through the woods? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think it was. And that's where every that's time just I see funny that, in general. It flashes back to The Patriot and how I saw that. And it's just, I never saw it like recently, but it's just a vague memory in my mind. That's dope. Alrighty. So back I got, yeah, back to me. I've got, oh, man, I'm torn. I don't want any of these movies to be taken. <laughs> but all right, I'm gonna go with comedy, and I'm going with okay. with Meet the Parents. Uh, good one. I need some. I hate you. I. You're literally just taking my. <laughs> you, you came into my apartment and stole my list. I did. <laughs> I've got it right in front of me, dude. Meet the Parents is. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's one of the most quotable movies of all time. It's got some of the best performances, some of the best scenes. I mean, I love everything about this movie. It's just, I mean, have you guys all seen it? Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. It's perfect. It's a perfect comedy. That's the one with the famous milking line. Yes. Correct. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. No, no scene will ever horrify me more than the volleyball. Pulsing. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, true. <laughs> that, that's that, I saw god. that. I saw that when I was a little kid, and I was like, "Oh my god!" There's so much blood. Oh that's, my god! It's uh, truly memorable. Oh my <laughs> yeah. lordy! Love it. All right, over to Ken. 
Yes. All right. So I'm going to move on to the animated section. Give some animation some love. And I'm going to go with the Emperor's New Groove. (laughs) (laughs) I've done it. It's a good one. I have solidified myself (laughs) in the hearts of the millions. Um, If you could have seen Gavin's face just now. (laughs) Yes. I almost went with that just now. Yes. Great pick. Uh, Emperor's New Groove. Come on. Like. I think my childhood is almost defined like at daycare by watching this movie repeatedly. Like this was the nap time movie, so I know how to quote this movie and like it, it's it, it's in my DNA at this point. So Yeah. I mean you talk I, about quotable movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been, I've been watching this movie my whole life, so I, I yeah. totally understand. It's a, it's definitely one that I knew I had to at least grab just because when you think about animated movies back in that day, I mean that was just such an iconic movie for people growing up in that time. It's a movie that just shouldn't work, and it does. <laughs> no. But it, it shouldn't work at all. Perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you know the production history. It was the the movie we know as it is took like six months to make. Mm. They had six months to do what we saw, Dang. pretty much. It, it might have been more, but it was it, it was less than a year. It's insane yeah. that they managed to pull that off. It's <laughs> really quick. Am I next? Yes, yep. sir. Wow. Oh, man. I'm not going to win any hearts here, probably. But I have to go with my heart. <laughs> You'll win your own heart? <laughs> my own heart. I will win it. I, I will not feel good about myself if I don't put <laughs> this on the list. Okay. So I'm going to do drama. It's a movie I don't know if any of you have seen, so I'll be quick. I swear um, to God. Dancer in the Dark. <sighs> okay. Uh, Tell us the director of that. Directed by Lars von Trier. Starring starring Berserk. Uh, We talked about Julia Roberts earlier. She won Mm -hmm. an Oscar. I haven't watched that movie, so I won't. But it's a travesty that Berserk Mm. did not, A, get nominated for that film. I think it's pronounced Bjork, just as a heads up. I I thought so, too, but I actually looked it up. It's Berserk. Sorry. Damn. Interesting. Uh, sorry if I'm wrong. Sorry if <laughs> nice. you're right. Um, <laughs> Sit down, tell us how to start his research. I just got owned. It is. <laughs> it is truly an astonishing performance. David Elric uh, said it was the best performance of the 21st century, and for a reason. So, wow. Hey. Uh, where can we watch that film? YouTube. Oh, <laughs> no, watch on there YouTube you go. for free. YouTube yeah. free. Wow. Uh, nice. Yeah. Hmm. Gotta love those users. Is it a nice date watch, I imagine? No. Yeah, oh. that's what I thought. <laughs> watch it by yourself in the dark. Well, thanks for the good recommendation. Uh, and I mean that actually sincerely, because it's yes. going to be nice to have some interesting titles on here. Yes. Mm-hmm. So thanks for that. Yeah. Alrighty. I think it's my turn. Oh, this is tough. <laughs> All right, I think I'm going to do a comedy. And I'm going to go with What Women Want. Mm. Oh. Because okay. Mel Gibson just crushed it in the year 2000, apparently. Yeah, he was big. And he jumps from the Patriot to being a heartthrob for 40-something-year-old women. So <laughs> I very much enjoy this movie. watched it a bunch when I was little. And maybe it's kind of something that directed my path and kind of that type of genre and appreciating those. So. That's my pick nice. for comedy. 
Yeah, I saw I saw him. I haven't seen the movie, but I saw that it was like a romance comedy type thing with mm-hmm. Mel Gibson, and I was like, "Yeah, this was an experiment." They wanted to see yeah. that this could, <laughs> if this would work out well. Uh, yeah, he's one of the few actors that literally can do it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got the range, whether it's musical comedy, romance, or freaking leading in the Civil mm-hmm. War, or Revolutionary yeah. War, rather. I mean, he can literally do anything. Yeah. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. Is like He's winning the hearts of all the men in uh, The Patriot, and now he's winning all, all the hearts... <laughs> In this film, I can't imagine doing those. I mean, I'm assuming he shot those in like Quick 99 or something like yeah. that, or 98. So just to pivot that quickly is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I think it's me again, if I'm correct. Correct. I'm just gonna get this one out of the way because I haven't seen either one of them. But animated movie, I'm just gonna go with Dinosaur, ah, because it was apparently kind of groundbreaking in its CGI or something. I don't know. Didn't watch it. Let the I don't record like this show category. that Trey picked a movie he has not seen. <laughs> Let the record Dock show. me points. I don't care. Like I don't watch a lot of animated movies. I watched it yesterday, two days ago. Oh, really? It's basically uh, I told Gav I would. <laughs> then I go. You did, yeah. Literally, he was like, "I'm gonna watch Dinosaur," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> right, right. Uh, it's essentially about how. The dinosaurs could have survived if they had adopted Marxism. Oh my God, dude! Like honestly, I Sign thought I never. Right, hold on, I knew, <laughs> no, yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. Um, but also, I just looked at a still, and I thought I'd never seen this film. I've seen this film. <laughs> I, it's in that same dusty part of your brain. It's the same part that I thought I'd never seen it, but I see this just still of a dinosaur looking back like, yo, what what are you doing? Right? And I think like that, that just As unlocked. the meteor comes in. Yeah, I think that's it. It's like, yo, bud, what are you doing? Run for your life. Uh, that's the type of look I'm seeing on his face, and that just unearthed some memories. <laughs> yep. Yo, is that one where they like uh, one of the dinosaurs like just like kept like I, I did it show the dinosaurs eating each other? I don't think so. No. Okay, maybe that's I another dinosaur film. It was rated film. PG, so okay. It's Pretty gruesome. Film. <laughs> we'll uncover that soon. All right, on to Graham. I'll go blockbuster epic, traffic. Hmm. This was a this was a blockbuster, by the way. Made over a hundred million dollars in the U.S. I believe. Mm-hmm. I watched it recently. Very good, very good film. It has a sort of aesthetic that doesn't always work, especially in the Mexico scenes. It's very grainy mm-hmm. at times, uh, but it's very it's it's good. It's purposeful, and it really gets across the impression that everyone top to bottom has a skin in the game right. with this problem. Uh, like even the the like p- political places, like the courts and everything don't look flashy they look gritty and like lived in Mm -hmm. as as do the the mexico and things like that so it it's really well done i liked it nice didn't you watch that like the other day gavin i did yeah um i love soderbergh i thought the cinematography was very choice um i told graham i couldn't really believe that it was nominated for director at the oscars Hmm. uh just because um, it actually reminded me of um, 
Indie Mogul when they talked with Joseph Kahn about lighting in music videos. And there was this whole element of David Fincher and how he had a music video. And it was so harshly lit. And just three years removed from that, how it looked completely different. Like music videos looked completely different. Mm-hmm. And he's like, did our taste get better or did music videos <laughs> just get better? That's how I felt watching Traffic. I was like, this is a vision, but I wouldn't necessarily say it was pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a well-told story. So uh, I liked it a lot. Good pick. Nice. All right. So my pick, uh, I how you guys have, how many of you have done drama so far? Everyone but you. Everyone but me. Okay, solid. All right, this film is one that whenever I was, uh, it's going to give it away immediately, but whenever I was playing golf in high school, it was a film that I would watch because it was probably one of the only films other than like, uh, I can't remember the name of the other one, but it was played on the PGA channel, right? It's one of the few films on golf, but The Legend of Bagger Vance is my pick. I have never for seen drama. This. All right. It's got Interesting choice. Matt Damon. Will Smith. Will Smith. Right. Already a fantastic film right there. But then, like, I just love the story that it had. Uh, and it was very, just for me growing up at that time, and then even, like, watching it today, I'm just like, this is fantastic. Like, this is some <laughs> solid stuff. And it's about golf. Like, how many films are about golf? Like that's it's mm-hmm. like finding a, a diamond in the rough of a very small pile of rough. So <laughs> <laughs> see the reference you made there. Yes. All the references. Would you call it top notch content? Top notch content. Let's stamp it. Get it right there. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> or last. Whenever you're listening. I don't know. <laughs> Whenever you're listening. Twenty thirty. We love <laughs> you still. All right. With my fourth and fifth picks, um, I know exactly where I wanted to go, and I'm I'm very happy to be in the position where I'm at. <laughs> the fourth pick, I am going animated, mm-hmm. and I'm going with Chicken Run. Yes. Mm. Also, great. Uh, also, a Mel, Mel Gibson, Gibson movie. Yes. Chicken Run. I love Chicken Run. I grew up on Chicken Run. I I think it's incre- incredibly clever movie, and I just. And frankly, and Graham will have to help me out here, the animators behind this film, um, Wallace and Gromit, Nick Park, Mm -hmm. yes. uh, Just phenomenal visual storytelling. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with the claymation, and I think it's spectacular. I think it's so, so stinking funny. The the level of humor and comedy is something that I can appreciate, even as a 25-year-old, and wasn't able to fully appreciate and... Um, when I was growing up watching it, but that is my pick for animated movie. Ken, have you seen that film? I've seen the film, and honestly, I, me and Trey were talking about this before you guys hopped back in. I'm so happy somebody picked it because it's one of those where whenever I see a still from Chicken Run, I get this nostalgia trip from like the daycare again because they played this on repeat there, I think. And it's just, I have this fond memory of it, and I'm so happy that someone shows it. <laughs> yeah, I actually had kind of a learning moment because I didn't know that Wallace and Gromit was 
a show before it was whatever the movie was they made semi recently. Yeah, it was a, yeah. So I actually watched those first. I think it was three, but now it's four episodes. And I think that was like the late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Like, yes. just really visionary. So you can see the fingerprints on their on the clay. It's incredible. I love yeah, I love that so about cool. them. Definitely an interesting style, and any movies they make or shows like it's just such a signature look. Yeah. Mm. Well, I've got my fifth pick coming up next. I'm leaving wild card for my last pick, and I feel great about it. And I'm about <laughs> to ruin all of y'all, except for. I swear to God, you better not. Well, no, because you already did. I'm about to ruin Graham. Because I'm double dipping in, <laughs> I'm double Rip dipping around. in animation, and I'm going El Dorado for my action yes. adventure. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I'm very excited. I love El Dorado. Uh, it's again, these movies are just so funny. Emperor's New Groove, Chicken Run, El Dorado—they mm-hmm. are so baked mm-hmm. into my brain. I think, however, Ken said it, where they're just—it's just like imprinted all the scenes, all the jokes. Yeah. Um. But I think the one thing that separates El Dorado for me was the scope and scale that it was doing. Um, And I am obsessed with mythology and there's no necessarily, it's like it tackles mythology, but more to do with like uh, culture and like what they believed. And um, it just plays on that in the animated, like big storytelling for kids way. And I was obsessed Mm -hmm. with it, obsessed with it. Which uh, company produced DreamWorks. 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 Yep. Man, that was a start of a pretty solid run they had there, huh? Starting with uh, Prince of Egypt. Man, what a movie. What a picture. What a picture. (laughs) What a picture. (laughs) I just heard Martin Scorsese saying that when he did that. (laughs) All right, I've got five picks, and Wild Card is my last one, so we're on to Kin. All right. Uh, so I'm going to throw in this film that honestly, I don't think I saw back in the day. I may have because of my parents, but I don't know what it is. But my parents, they're huge fans of those actors that were like large in that time. And they'll still run those films now. And so I believe I had seen this in the last few years but it's the family man with Ooh. Nick Cage. Oh. Mm. Kudos, good film. bro. Good film. This film, whenever I watch it back, I just remember what Nick Cage is capable of for like, like the from his scope of like outlandish, like screaming, and then you have his family <laughs> friendly stuff. You know what I mean? He can pull it mm-hmm. off, and I love this film just because when I watch it back, it it just I just enjoy it so much. It's such a good film, and um, it really tugs at the heartstrings. You know what I mean? So I definitely go with it. Yeah, it makes the list of like most envied films for me. Like right. I wish I'd made that film. Yeah, because <laughs> it it as you said, like tugging at the heartstrings. It affects me in such a way that I'm completely enamored by it. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful film. Yeah, I just saw it a few months ago, actually, with Gavin and his family. It was, it was. It's great. a trip, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know how I 
escaped it for so long. <laughs> what category was that for? That Wild was card? for sci-fi adventure fantasy. So it's yeah. the fantasy, like yeah, gotcha. that works for sure. Good pick. The next wild card, battle royale. Damn it, battle royale. <laughs> that movie I hate does. You. That, that was my pick. That movie does not fit. Oh, I'm no. sorry. That movie does not fit any category on this list. Pretty much, there's no action, so it just kind of. Uh, it's Quentin Tarantino's favorite film of the century, I think, mm. at least the decade of 2000s. But as the film, it's darkly funny, gruesome. It, it gets away with just the most incredible uh, feats of, um, like you know, ch- violence against children. You just thought so taboo, and this movie's like, <laughs> lol, it just right. sprays <laughs> kids dying everywhere. It's insane. <laughs> The logline is, in the future, the Japanese government captures a class of ninth grade students, forces them to kill each other under the Revolutionary Battle Royale Act. Mm. Yeah, lots That's of people great uh, think uh, Suzanne Collins ripped it off for Hunger Games, and now it's literally being used for um, the Fortnite and things like that. So it's mm. it's pretty much started with this. Started everything. Yeah, you can you can trace I mean, that back to this essentially in a very small way. Yeah. Also, beat Takashi, the actor who plays like the, the teacher, the is like the coolest, coolest dude. He was also in the Ghosts in the Shell remake. That wasn't good, but he just has this great presence. <laughs> good pick. Very nice. Yeah, I'm looking through some of these stills right now, and I'm like, I can see why Quentin Tarantino yep. loves it so it's much. So good. Like they were not shying away from the blood and everything. They were. They were going all for mm. it. And I've never heard of this film. Uh, whenever I saw it, I was like, Fortnite? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I saw it and I was uh, I was like, that's really interesting. Um, I'd never heard of it. And it being like very, very Asian and being like really popular at that time was like. Yeah, the book like, it was wow. based on was uh, the government tried to get it banned because it was so controversial. Really? They're like, hey, hey, we're going to make it into a movie. You yeah. mentioned Asia. Is this <laughs> ja- out of China? Japan. Is that where the book's Japan. from? Oh, okay. Oh, you said Japan in the lock line. Sweet. Nice pick. Thank you. Alrighty. I'm going to round out my fifth and my sixth pick here with no opposition. <laughs> so I'm pretty stoked <laughs> on that. I'm just going to go with my uh, sci-fi adventure fantasy pick. And I'm going with Castaway. Castaway. Because I love Wilson. It's the perfect Mm -hmm. character. Perfect character. And also seeing Tom Hanks give himself a root canal is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Don't remind me. (laughs) Also FedEx, you know. Don't try it home. Dedication delivering that package. Truly incredible Mm -hmm. that they managed to, in real time, get him in that body i was about to say do you remember yeah. when he showed up to the oscars when he showed he up to looking... the oscars and he looked like he did in the film yeah that was that was like completely crazy <laughs> and i think uh do you know the video essay guy patrick Williams? he did a he did a video about mm-hmm. robert zemeckis and he made a great point which was mm-hmm. i think that was the moment where robert zemeckis broke like a chip in his brain broke and he's like i'm never working with real stuff again <laughs> he's like I, he had it up to here <laughs> with realistic you know, body deterioration. He's like, that's not happening again. I'm gonna have Tom Tom Hanks in five roles in my next movie <laughs> in a computer, <laughs> no less. Mm. 
Is that Polar Express? Yes. Or what is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's Polar Express. All right. With my final pick of the 2000 fantasy movie draft. It was tough because I had the family man down, so pretty salty about that. <laughs> I'm just going to go with one I really enjoy that makes me laugh hysterically. And I'm going to go with me, myself, and Irene. Because ah. every time I watch this movie, Jim Carrey just thoroughly thrills me. And one of his classic <laughs> comedies that's just like got that perfect blend of humor and like sweetness to it. Yeah, that's my nice. last pick for this draft, guys. Huh. Amazing. I believe Graham is up. My animation pick. Titan AE. Nice. Okay. No, I don't. This is very much stretching the limits of my memory because I don't think I've seen this movie all the way through <laughs> at least recently at least you tried to watch it but uh and it's been on recently and I've been like oh yeah I remember that but there is a very distinct memory I have of watching this and being like wow this is really interesting it had it was just a lot more unique than than anything else I'd seen with animation mm-hmm. so yeah that's it yeah I echo that nice yeah, I saw that. I saw that in the list whenever I looked up all the movies, so I can you know know. And I saw the that film in there, and I was like, "That sounds so interesting," but I've it's never seen it. Uh, it's not. Um, it's hand drawn and three uh, D animated, which was a very mm-hmm. kind of new thing at the time. Uh, some it had been done, of course, but not like to this extent. Mm-hmm. Like where it was literally like right. both, <laughs> like fifty fifty almost. Uh, is that mm-hmm. on a streaming service right now? Couldn't you tell know? you. I'll look it up. But yeah, Titan okay. Sweet. And that was your last pick. All right, so my last pick. I don't know if anybody would see this coming. Uh, if you grew up in this time, you probably would uh, know it uh, if you watched Nickelodeon quite a lot. Um, it's a family film, and I'm just going to say that if you search it on IMDb, uh, IMDb Pro, Josh Peck comes up, so Josh Peck is in it, and it's Snow Day. <laughs> is that the is that the movie where he curses a lot? Do what? Is that the movie where he curses a lot? <laughs> in Snow Day, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, I don't know. I I know what you're talking about because he like he's on a Snow boat <laughs> and his, and he's like saying homosexual uh, slurs and. It's just really bad. It's just really bad to <laughs> no, watch. I remember the snippet you talked about. I don't think that was it, but okay. that's some great culture right there. <laughs> uh, uh, Snow Day, solid film that I remember from back in the day. This was something that I believe they would play on repeat during the holidays on Nickelodeon. And um, it just was a film that, like I said, it's in that corner that whenever I see uh, like frames or I see little snippets of it, it just fl- like floods back. Like, you know, Saturday mornings on the couch, cereal, that sort of thing <laughs> for me. So that, that definitely was my uh, channel. And this entire pick was just how much can I bring back these nostalgia trips for people, my age, people, not my age, probably not mm-hmm. but snow day. It has a place in my heart. It's a solid film in my child's mind. Yeah. How hurt would you have been if someone else would have picked that before you? <laughs> I would have absolutely been shocked, <laughs> honestly. Because I, I didn't know if anybody else would have 
that on their list. It sure is not on mine. It's got a brilliant 34 (laughs) uh, meta score. Butamus. (laughs) It's a hundred in my heart. Some of the best ones are like, you know, from whenever (laughs) you remember stuff as a kid, they have terrible ratings. Yeah. It's like the stuff I've, I've heard, it was like, you know, stuff that you loved when you were a child. You'll look back at it and you'll see that maybe, maybe you made a judgment too quickly. <laughs> Your brain had not I mean, if you formed. love, like, traffic when you're eight, that'd be pretty bizarre, probably. <laughs> nice. Alrighty, rounding this uh, first movie draft from the year 2000. Gavin, what's your final pick? Uh, well, I want to start by kind of, I kind of want to start by mentioning a couple of other films that were on my list, and then you guys can follow follow up with that after I make my final pick. Sure, honorable mentions. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I just have a couple I wanted to shout out. Um, Requiem for a Dream, Remember the Titans, You Can Count mm-hmm. on Me, uh, Kenneth Lonergan, Love and Basketball, Shanghai yeah. Noon, Miss Congeniality, X-Men, Pitch Black, Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker, people that know know mm-hmm. uh how the grinch stole christmas but my mm. pick is unbreakable m night Shyamalan. Ooh, that's mm. my wild card that's a great one man. um i think it's one of the one of the better films that was made not just that year but uh that decade i think it's a profound story um and one that really without even trying to jump start it uh how to tell superhero stories and the the medium that is film. I think M. Night Shyamalan is one of our greatest minds, even though he slips up every once in a while. I think every other film. Yeah. But it's like the dude works, he hustles and he's made some truly fantastic pictures. So unbreakable is my last pick. If you have at least one or two, love to hear him. I have a big one. Uh, Again, I don't know if any of you have seen this movie. It's called George Washington. Mm. Have you heard of George Washington? Mm. No, I haven't. Uh, it was shot in North Carolina. Okay. Okay. Uh, I literally saw Fayetteville in the movie. And the uh, community college of uh, Piedmont, I think, mm-hmm. was thanked in the credits. So, so it's very, you would recognize a lot of those things. But it's David Gordon Green's debut film. David Gordon Green did... Uh, the new hollow the newest Halloween movies mm-hmm. and uh Pineapple Express, which I think is kind of a top ten comedy. Sure. Right. Um, but George Washington was his first film. It's a, a, a truly uh, you just, it's a it's an African American leg cast and uh it inspired actually Barry Jenkins to do like some scenes in Correct. the movie to in Moonlight where like deleted scenes from this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was funny, he didn't know it was directed by a white dude until years mm-hmm. after That's cool. he saw it, which is hilarious. Uh, but yeah, it's a b- bunch of these black kids and they're just chilling. They're just having, until they're not, <laughs> like they have these hardships, but they're not, they're not what you would think. They're, they're very uh, just coming of age, but in a unique mm-hmm. way. It's very Terrence Malicky. There's some narration. It's very natural, very, very beautiful. Very great film. Mm-hmm. It's on the Criterion channel, if you've never there seen you it. Go, Kenneth. Nice. All right, so honorable mentions. 
Gavin, he threw out a lot of them that uh, were on mine. And I think there were more of the pop culture, like mainstream movies. But one that I don't know if you guys had watched before, but my family absolutely plays it anytime it comes on any channel. Is Coyote Ugly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Coyote Ugly. They play that every single time it's on uh, TV. And it just, I mean... I think it's just my child mind being like, oh, yeah, that's a solid flick. And, like, uh, it had, yeah, John Goodman, he was in there. And I remember him vividly because I remember he was still doing really, like, good around, like, time I was growing up. And uh, What about the Rarito? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in that. Yeah, yeah. Same and here. then uh, Coyote Ugly <laughs> was uh, just one that was there. Uh, then we're going to, like, go down to, like, what was it? Kid Vampire? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that the... The Little J- Vampire? Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Yes. Yes. I've never yes. seen it. That's a, that's a classic. That's the a Little classic Vampire movie. was another one of those that... Another banger? Uh, I don't... That that was there. Um, and just faintly remembering. Uh, the Replacements, I watch that anytime mm. I see it. Yeah. Uh, it's solid. Keanu Reeves. I mean, come on. Does he teach a football uh, uh, team? Keanu was the quarterback. He was like, so, I mean, just a brief synopsis. The team gets, like, banned. They have to get replacements for that team. And Keanu Reeves is, like, the guy that they just, like, were like, hey, we need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Get in there. Um, but, yeah, solid well, film. Gene Family Hackman always plays one? it. Gene Hack. the coach. Yes, I think he is. I think yeah, he is. I love yeah, Gene Hackman when like the '90s and 2000s. He was crushing it. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was the last honorable mention I had. I mean, if I had to throw in one that I've never seen, but I hear so much about Battlefield <laughs> Earth. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. It was made. <laughs> it theaters. You look on the Wikipedia page of 2000 movies, what's actually like the weeks that was that movies were released. It's like, yeah. oh, in May 20, 2000. It's like, what? This? <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. You should watch it. I've only got two. The first one is The Perfect Storm. I'm not saying that. Which is a solid George Clooney film. Big action I type of both. deal. Wolfgang Pearson, he's a great director. I think uh, Mark Wahlberg is um, also in it. Yes. I yeah. Do. So that one's really fun to watch. And then also Red Planet. Has anyone seen that one? I have. I've only seen Red Mission Planet, to Mars. It's like one of those that I was very fascinated by, and yet I don't think I actually like it really, like in general. But it's just interesting premise. Mm. It's one of those movies uh, similar to Mission to Mars where you see it as a kid and you're like, wow. But you're mm-hmm. like, you look back and you're like, that is kind of a garbage, garbage movie. Was uh, Val Kilmer? <laughs> yeah. I, I think Mission to Mars is pretty good. Yeah. It's okay. It's Brian, it's Brian De Palma. He did. He I, did I'm aware of who Brian De Palma is. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty good. No, it's just those movies are like so big because like that was one of the difficulties for me in this draft was finding. Uh, what's that category like sci-fi futuristic like I couldn't mm-hmm. find anything that I felt confident about right that was that was a tricky one yeah 
that's definitely more popular these days than back then. I have a couple more, if, I, if you don't mind. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie Ginger Snaps. Have you heard of Ginger I have Snaps? Not. It's a it's one of very few uh, female werewolf movies. Mm. It's a Canadian film. Naturally. Uh, <laughs> it's girl gets bit by a werewolf and she's not even had her period yet like oh. actually she gets her period and gets bitten by the werewolf so oh my god it's just an incredible exploration of womanhood talk about and, a transformation and yeah exactly i mean it just it is a perfect <laughs> encapsulation of why horror is like literally the best genre in terms of right in terms of just tackling really taboo subjects right uh, yeah, that just speaks to me so so much. That rocks. Um, the werewolf effects aren't amazing. Uh, I think they're fine for what they are, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, just the very fact that it just goes there for such a uh, and in the spell in the realm of genre is so inspiring to me. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, I watched these recently. Um, in the mood for love is fantastic. Uh, very. Uh, it's a directed by Warcom. Is that a rom not a rom-com, it's a okay. romance. It's basically a romance movie where neither of the people kiss or hug or even hold hands. Mm. But you so. feel so just like, mm, you know. Attention builds. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it just it is so clearly done by a master of film. I've not seen his other films, but he, you just know. The mm-hmm. way he structures scenes uh, and just trusts you. It's just, I recommend that very much. Also on the Criterion channel. Nice. Thank you. I wanted to just kind of run through everyone's picks real quick. And I'll start with Gavin. Got The Patriot, Meet the Parents, Gladiator, Chicken Run, El Dorado, and Unbreakable. Then we got Kenneth with Legend of Bagger Vance, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Gone in 60 Seconds, Emperor's New Groove, The Family Man, and Snow Day. Then you got Graham with Dancer in the Dark, American Psycho, Traffic, Titan AE, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which I spelled with crotch instead of crouch. Completely <laughs> <laughs> a different movie. That one went That was an American film. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, rounding his out is Battle Royale. And then for myself. Again, Gav, I am sorry. <laughs> I am sorry for taking that. Rip Gavin's feelings. <laughs> I got Aaron Brockovich, What Women Want, Mission Impossible 2, Dinosaur, Castaway, and Me, Myself, and Irene. I'm still amazed that you got, they picked uh, Mission Impossible 2. That's that's awesome. <laughs> gotta go I, for it. I'm not it. that brave. I'm not that brave. I, I like trust our audience. They're going to side with me on this one. It, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I miss the days when Mission Impossible movies were directed by somebody no, no disrespect to christopher McCord. he's um, amazing but first one was a brian de palma film second one is a john woo extravaganza and the third one's very jj abrams he hadn't really directed the film yet mm-hmm. but his aesthetic was definitely consistent throughout his the rest of his career uh so i just missed that i really do absolutely so we're going to try and do this about once a month, and we're going to just keep going through the years and picking our favorites from each year. And hope you guys jump in and help vote and let us know what your favorites are. 
mention any that maybe we left out because, you know, there's a bunch of movies made every year. So we appreciate you guys listening. Thanks, Gavin and Grant, for coming on and Vote for me. joining in with us. Yeah. Mine are pretty weird, I know. I'm, I'm sure. I, I watch a lot of these recently, so I'm just, mm-hmm. I had to just speak my, speak my truth. Yes. No, 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 definitely. Like, I that was one thing that I tried to do with my picks uh, for this was, and I'm definitely going to do it uh, in future ones, is dig down a lot further than uh, the ones that everyone has seen. You know what I mean? I want to find the ones where not only I have a personal connection with, but that maybe I can find a personal connection with the listeners. And even you guys too, like, I want to be surprised that you guys have seen these as well. Cause like there are some films that I literally just turned on the TV and a film was on and I watched it. And that's probably how I saw some of the films on this list. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, it's just, that's like going to 2001 and further. I know my mind and like the memories of these films will become clearer, but as of right now, I'm still in that like nostalgic period and I'm a I'm gonna use that to my advantage. <laughs> Absolutely. Alright guys. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks to our listeners yeah. and hope that you continue to follow us on Instagram. And if you don't already, it's the Cinevibes and you can also reach out to us at the email cinevibescast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next draft. And we're out.